and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Kerry. And I'm Lynette. We are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring our stories to life in the classroom. Before we begin today, we'd like to acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. So, Lynette, the book that we're going to be talking about today is by one of my favourite author-illustrators, Graham Bass. I love his books. They are gorgeous. 11th Hour, particularly a favourite. My favourite one at the moment, Uno's Garden, but this is quickly becoming my all-time favourite, and it's called The Curse of the Vampire Robot. Now, it's written in rhyme, which is what he normally writes in, but the thing for me that makes this book different is the... The illustrations are all mainly black and white and it's about a subject that not very many people have written about in the way that Graham has. So it's basically about computers and robots and it's kind of a Dracula-type feel. The main character, Voltoid, is he who shall not be named. So again, it's a little bit Harry Potter-ish in that regard. But the language that he uses throughout the book refers to computer language or computing language. So he uses characters that relate to the computer language, like Gertie Giff is one of them, and there are a few other characters in there like McSpam and other characters that have similar names that relate to computing language. He also uses other terminology, font terminology like Comic Sans, Franklin Gothic, and he uses other terms such as CPUs, RAM, QWERTYs, viruses. I agree. It took me a little bit when I started to read it to settle into it. One, because it was longer than he normally has. Yep. But even having a knowledge of computers, it just took me a bit to get in the rhythm. And once I did, I enjoyed the story more. But the first page, I thought, oh, where where's this going? Yeah, and I think that a lot of the, the students that read this story will think the same thing. They'll get the kind of creepiness of it with the images and, and the references in, in the images and in some of the language to the Dracula type, type thing. And even though it's creepy, he puts these illustrations bring about a, a connection. They become lifelike. The, when you know, the little one falls in the mud screen first, that sort of language, you think. He adds a little bit of human element to them. I don't know, it's an interesting tale. And I think as far as stage three is concerned, because that's who we would aim the story at. I think at. so. I don't think the younger kids would get the language. No, because it's quite complicated, mm. not only because of the computer language that he uses, but the other language is mm-hmm. quite um, complex and I a little agree. bit higher order than um, stage one and stage two. I think so. But I think the creepiness of it will really appeal to the stage three children and Definitely. I think that they will start to get into that because, as I said before, it's got a little bit of that Dracula-type feel, that Harry Potter, Lord Voldemort-type thing. So that um, fa- a bit of fantasy running through it, even though it's based on hard drives and computer monitors. It's exactly. still a bit of fantasy threaded through it. That's right. And I love the fact that he has the hero or the heroine of the story is, is Gertie Giff and she basically puts her hand up and says, nobody else wants to go and challenge Voltoid who's reappeared after so many years of being asleep. And I've been like the Grinch. Just you saying that reminds me because it is up on a hill in that, yeah, yeah, that castle. True. So yeah. maybe, maybe even the Grinch-ish in its storytelling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's another good correlation for it, yeah. Mm. But then I love the fact that Gertie is the one that says, well, if no one else is going to do it, okay, I will. I'll put my hand up. I'll go. And so she goes up to the, the castle on the hill and is the one that's game enough to open the door and go in and 
and C. Voltoid in his computer coffin and then discovers that he actually has a virus and that's the reason why he's been so grumpy and so mean all these years. Every time he wakes up out of his sleep, it's because of the virus. And I think this is a really good book that will link in with the um, science and technology scope and sequence. And I think it's got a – because it's got a digital technology strand there – um, so I think that a lot of the, the dryness of trying to teach younger kids about computers and not just about the software or the programming or the coding, but about the terminology that goes with it, because I don't think that's done very much the these days. The hardware elements are not I, – I know myself, I don't go into it a lot. Mm. Yet you need that language to say when you have a problem with your computer, that's what you need to draw on, the language of RAM or CPU or – or things like that. Yeah, or a virus, just even knowing exactly what a virus is and what it can do because I think some of those terms the, the students would know but they wouldn't know exactly what it is or how it works or how you can use some problem-solving skills and solve the Any, problem that's in front of them. That's right. So I think that uh, it would fit in quite well with that digital technology strand in the science and technology unit. And we also have – so we have the syllabus component there – but the um, general capabilities, the ICT capability, it's just been renamed and the new version is out, version 9 on the DET website, and we'll drop it in our show notes. It um, renamed Digital Literacy Capability, and in that there's a section called Practicing Digital Safety and Wellbeing, and there are sub-elements of Managing Online Safety, Digital Identity, um, Storing and Where you know Files Will Go. So... This book is another link into bringing that to life as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. I also think in terms of the language that's been used, not necessarily the computer language but just the normal English language that's, that he uses um, for this particular book, and because it is written in rhyme, would marry very well with anything in the um, English syllabus. Mm. Because it's written in rhyme, you could do obviously poetry, you could look at haikus, you could also look at... Um, a little bit of the history curriculum with myths and legends because, as I said before, it's a little bit Dracula-like. Mm. Um, so I think that there's there's lots of scope for this book to be used in the Stage 3 I think even um, you were talking earlier about um, Gertie going up, you know, the quality she would need to take on the challenge of going up to find Volt... What was his name? Voltoid. Voltoid, yeah. I keep getting mixed up with Volt... Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort, yeah. Even you could take it into some social and emotional learning. and Definitely. Um, those learning dispositions or personal characteristics of resilience and risk-taking and things like that. So I think it marries in there as well. And also, yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point too. And also at the end of it, Voltoid is not seen as the big baddie anymore. No. So I think that's another social and emotional thing that you focus on from this story that don't judge a book by its cover, and so I to think speak. The more we talk, I can just see so many parallels between The Grinch and this and how his heart grew two sizes. So you could do a real comparison of those stories. Yeah, that'd be a great idea, yeah. So talking about fonts, I have to share this font maker with you. It's a Microsoft app in the Microsoft Store. It's called My Font Maker and you can go in and take your handwriting and through this app, your handwriting becomes a font that can go on your computer. So I think that would be a pretty cool thing to do in line with this book. You could explore that with children. Um, I think the kids would love that. And it sounds gimmicky that, oh, well, they're typing and it looks like they're handwriting. But for some children, 
that don't like to read the stark text that you often get with, you know, fonts, um, to see their own handwriting there. I think that would be a, a nice hook to get them into reading and or even if you're creating a worksheet for them yourself as a teacher, it would be nice for them to see your handwriting um, as well. The other thing that came to mind talking about this book, there's an image in there of the little robot that's fallen screen first in the mud. It reminds me of Engie Bear and how they worked through creating a little robot from parts and I'm just wondering if you couldn't do some design thinking and create your own robot in a creative arts lesson or even using recycled materials where they had to actually put the robot together but then maybe name the parts accurately with your digital language. This is the monitor, this is where the hard drive would be, things mm, like that. Exactly. And then you could even you could have an extension activity um, if you would you could maybe use a design program on the computer and then use some coding to make your little robot move and create a whole game around it. Once you've actually done your design you thinking could. and named all the parts, you could then go into one of the sketching programs that you've got on the computer. Well, Scratch would work well for that. Scratch would work beautifully for that, and you could then put that design that physical design onto the computer and then code a game around it. So that would be an extension activity that you could do for the for the children as if well. If you really want to double it up and blow your mind, you could even then export the file and print it in 3D. So it is. I think we'll find with the lots of books we talk about, this, you start and the more you chat, you find other avenues for using it. Exactly. Yeah, so do yourself a favour as the old ad used to go and go and buy this book and put it in your school library or even buy it for your home library because it's a great story and there's lots of things that you can pull out of that book. And I'll be honest, when when you gave it to me to look at, I thought, oh, it didn't appeal to me from the cover and the first page or two, but I'm I'm hooked on it now and I know it will be coming off the shelf with Stage 3 regularly. 